I'm Nadia, dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor, and welcome to Good Enough Nutrition, the podcast, a space where we chat all about nutrition and well-being, intuitive eating, body image, and a sprinkle of all things periods and hormones. I'm here to remind you that guilt has no place near our food or bodies, and that you are good enough, as you are, always. So let's dig in. Hi team, welcome back to Good Enough Nutrition, the podcast. Today I'm chatting all about one of my absolute favorite topics in the nutrition space and that is talking about when we feel out of control around food. It is such a human experience thanks to diet culture and yet it is shrouded by so much shame and that's why I am lifting the lid on this topic today, a topic that I actually love to help my clients to move through. But before we get into that, I, as always, I wanted to talk about my glimmers or what's been lighting me up recently. And I think this is something that has been lighting everyone up who lives in Victoria. And that is the fact that we're moving into spring. So I'm recording this one at the start of September and we have just had a couple of beautiful sunny days over the weekend. And I think everyone is feeling this renewed sense of hope and joy now that the sun is coming out. I don't know how many of you know, but my partner and I moved back to Geelong from a couple of years in Brisbane at the end of July last year. So we caught kind of the tail end of winter and then had spring and summer. So this winter was really our first back in the cold south. And look, I know it wasn't that bad of a winter, but... I am absolutely made for Queensland weather or New South Wales. So over the winter, I've been very jealous of my clients in Brisbane who are having a nice, you know, 20 degree winter day. (laughs) So the fact that we're into spring has been really lovely. And to be honest, I have just been loving having all the little new flowers in the garden. When my partner and I moved into this place at the end of December last year, For some reason, I just wasn't into flowers. I started ripping them out, being like, let's put in fruit trees, let's plant a lemon, let's plant an avocado tree. But after, obviously, I didn't pull them all out because they have come back with a vengeance this spring and I am loving it. Every weekend, I make a little ritual of picking a few of my favorite flowers and putting them in a little vase in the bathroom And that is one of my favorite little glimmers is when I'm walking into the bathroom, seeing those flowers and maybe even smelling them just lights me up. So maybe I'll post a little carousel of pictures of some spring flowers on my Instagram, but I'd love to hear from you. What's been lighting you up recently? What are your current glimmers? Okay. All right. Shall we get into the podcast? Now the topic of feeling out of control around food is one of my favorite things to support clients with. Uh, And I've actually been thinking about creating an online course on this topic because it's just so, so, so common and it doesn't have to be that way. So as you listen to all the information in this episode, have a think about whether an online course is something you'd be interested in and let me know over on Instagram or leave me a voice note in Spotify. So first up, what I want to talk about is what do I mean 
when I say feeling out of control around food. Now, feeling out of control around food is when we're unable to regulate our behaviors or impulses related to food. It may involve binge eating, which is eating an objectively large amount of food over a small space of time, or it might involve a smaller amount of food or may not even involve eating at all. It encompasses all of the times when we feel out of control around food, regardless of the food consumed. I will often talk about feeling out of control around food rather than binge eating because whether we binge or not, feeling out of control still feels scary, still feels really distressing. But I also want people to know that it's actually normal to feel out of control around food sometimes, especially in our culture. Just like eating to soothe emotion is normal sometimes and getting too full is normal sometimes. But when we feel out of control around food frequently, whether that be daily or multiple times a week, and it feels intense, that really sucks. It is scary and it may be worth seeking support for because there are actually so many opportunities and things we can do to help people to feel less out of control around food. And that's one of my favorite things to support people with and something we can often, in my experience, move through reasonably quickly in most cases. So next I want to talk about why is it so distressing? Why does it feel so scary? And the analogy I use is to imagine yourself on a roller coaster ride, but instead of the typical acceleration and enjoyment you would feel, you suddenly realize that you're strapped into a malfunctioning coaster with no brakes. It's that feeling of being out of control in a situation and it's akin to that emotional turbulence of life when you feel like you can't stare or stop the events unfolding around you. In this case, how you interact with food is it feels like someone else is in the driver's seat and there are, there are a few reasons why it feels so scary, why it feels so distressing. But I'm going to talk about three of the most important reasons, in my opinion. And the first reason why feeling out of control around food feels so scary is that it threatens our sense of autonomy. This loss of autonomy can be distressing because it goes against the natural human desire for self-determination, for self-sovereignty. It can feel like your life is being dictated by external forces, leaving you with a sense of powerlessness or hopelessness or stuckness, which feels horrible. And I've seen so many people when they're at the point of feeling at a loss of what to do because they feel like they're not in the driver's seat. The second is that it elicits a sense of cognitive dissonance. Now, cognitive dissonance is like a mental clash. It occurs when there's a conflict between your beliefs or how you see yourself and the situation you find yourself in. So when you feel out of control around food and it doesn't match with how you want to show up or your goals in life, it's like your brain's alarm bells start ringing, it starts going malfunction, you know, square peg and round hole, what is going on? And this can really mess with your emotions because you're forced to face the fact that your self-image and the real world, what's actually happening, 
don't quite match up. And the last reason is that it threatens the attachment to ourselves and possibly to others. Human beings are social creatures who rely on attachment and connection with others for emotional well-being. Sadly, feeling out of control around food, particularly when it involves binge eating, is intertwined with so much shame, immorality and self-blame in our culture. If we regularly feel out of control around food, it can be like we carry this shameful secret around with us. And what's worse is that we're often made to believe that we shouldn't open up about it because of the fear that we'll be rejected, that we won't belong, right? That we'll lose attachment. In the same token, it can also threaten our own attachment to ourselves. When we base our self-worth on being a moral or good human being, and society says that feeling out of control around food is immoral or bad, which you guys know I wholeheartedly reject that concept. But when we've been fed that certain foods or amounts of foods or bodies are bad from childhood, and I know I've said in the past that kids interpret interpret this information as I'm bad, you know, not necessarily that this food is bad, that, but also I'm bad if I eat it. <laughs> it's pretty hard to believe otherwise. It's hard to believe that our attachment won't be threatened if we eat certain foods or in a certain way or feel out of control around food. So you can see from those three reasons I just talked through, the loss of autonomy, the cognitive dissonance and the threat to our attachment, you can see why feeling out of control around food can be so distressing and feel so horrible. It really makes sense. Now, let's get into why you're probably all here. And that is why, or understanding why we might feel out of control around food. Understanding these reasons can help actually shift some of the stuckness and the feelings of powerlessness that we might have. So let me go over the five key reasons why we might be feeling out of control around food. The first reason is food deprivation, aka going for too long without eating or not eating enough overall. This one is almost always involved. Not always, but Almost always. More people are depriving themselves of food than what they realize. And this is thanks to the gazillion of diets out there that we have lost touch with our own body's needs. You know, whether it's something like 5-2 or some other kind of fasting diet or low carb or keto or Weight Watchers or clean eating, you know, whatever it might be. All of these diets have in common that they teach us to follow an external set of rules over our own body's cues. And with time, we can disconnect from our cues or they can almost stop coming all together. And the worst thing about diets is that they actually elicit this lack of self-trust. We no longer trust our own body and our own needs. What happens is when we go for too long without eating or we're not eating enough long term, our body perceives this as dangerous. It's a threat to our safety and to our nervous system. 
And it sets off this biological cascade of events that can lead to either feeling out of control around food in the moment or feeling out of control around food later in the day. So for instance, we might have gone a really long time before having breakfast and then continued about our day. But it's not until after dinner when we feel full, but we're still opening pantry doors saying, what's wrong with me? Why am I still searching for food? I'm full. And that is often the effects or the side effect of going for too long without eating earlier in the day, in this case, before breakfast. Now, because this reason, the food deprivation one is primal, right? It's biological. This is what often contributes to the intensity of how out of control we feel around food. So that's reason one. Reason two is having a restrictive mindset about food or having food rules. Now, this one almost always has to be present for us to feel out of control around food. And let me talk you through why. So I remember in early high school, I wouldn't eat enough during the day and I'd come home after school and be ravenous. I'd demolish noodles and a microwave pie and pretty much anything I could get my hands on. But the difference here is that when I was younger, I didn't actually feel out of control around food because I didn't see it as a bad thing or a moral failing. It was only when I got older, you know, later on in high school and probably the following nine years of my life, when there were times that I'd sit down with a tub of ice cream, for example, and beat myself up for eating until I felt sick and beat myself up because I saw ice cream as a bad thing or having too much of it as a bad thing. And it's only then that I felt out of control because I had that restrictive mindset about the food or about what it meant about me as a person when I ate too much of it. Now, I am very fortunate that by and large, I didn't actually start internalizing restrictive rules around food until my teenage years. But for many, I know that it can start really young, especially if we grew up in a household where we had people who dieted around us or had rigid views on food or bodies. Initially, these rules always start external to us right? It's, we're not born (laughs) thinking that certain foods are bad, but the younger and the more frequently we hear them, often the sooner we internalize them. And then we actually start saying them to ourselves. It can be things like, that's a bad food, or you can't be hungry, you just ate, or finish everything that's on your plate. You know, I'm sure we've probably all heard these at some point during our lives. But when we start saying them to ourselves, just know that these were the things that started external to us. And when we say them to ourselves, this is the restrictive mindset that I'm referring to. And this is a key ingredient in the recipe for feeling out of control around food, especially if our brain is saying those things in the lead up to or even while we're eating. It can also contribute to how out of control we feel. All right, the third reason. So the third reason is quote-unquote emotional eating. Now, emotional eating has such a negative connotation with it, which sucks because 
it absolutely shouldn't. <laughs> it's something that we've been doing since we came into this world. All you have to do is think of a baby and when they're upset, the bottle or the breast is so soothing. You know, they do this little whimper and sigh and settle down. Using this example, we can clearly see that there are a few key reasons why we actually eat to soothe our emotions. The first one is nervous system regulation. The act of chewing or sucking actually helps to innervate our vagus nerve. In the case of eating, it often helps us to go from fight, flight or freeze into rest and digest or safe and social. Hereby grounding our nervous system. Just think of a baby sucking on a dummy, for example. It's really regulating to their nervous systems. Second, we can think about neurotransmitters. So nutrients in our food, like glucose, are essential for the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. These neurotransmitters play a role in regulating our mood and emotions. So it becomes no wonder as to why we turn to food when our mood is in the gutter or when we're super stressed. The third reason is a psychological comfort. Now, food often carries emotional and psychological associations with things like comfort, security, ritual, and reward. For example, the baby having the bottle or the breast I mentioned earlier also has the co-regulation and attachment to the caregiver offering that food. As well as that, certain foods might be nostalgic or evoke favorite memories. Maybe food was given as a reward growing up or perhaps even having a ritual around buying and consuming specific foods can provide distraction or can even provide predictability, right? Like it's like, I know how this goes. I know how this ends, which predictability is always something that we will lean towards over uncertainty. So with all of that in mind, the issue isn't the fact that we eat to self-soothe. The issue only arises when this is one of the only ways we know how to self-soothe. So what we need to do is we need to build our toolbox of regulating tools and it's more than okay to have food as one of them. Ideally, it's just not the only way we know how to self-regulate. So that was reason three, emotional eating. Now, reason four is when we are searching for satisfaction. So in intuitive eating, they often refer to the satisfaction factor as the glue that holds things together. I actually love how much they emphasize it because I feel like it's not emphasized enough in our culture. And what I mean by satisfaction is like, have you ever been eating dinner and felt full, but felt like there's something missing, right? So you just keep eating whatever is in front of you until you feel full, but it's still not satisfying. And then you start opening pantry doors, like there's still something missing. You know, we're still searching for something. And we've all been there. That's an example of when we're lacking that satisfaction factor. When I suspect that this might be the case, the first thing I want people to reflect on is whether they ate enough 
or went for too long without eating during the day, which was back to reason one, because this is usually the culprit. When we get too hungry, we get to this point of overwhelm. Like it's like, I want everything, but nothing, but nothing sounds good. I can't decide. And then we scroll Uber Eats for an hour and our partner gets annoyed because we can't decide what's for dinner. That is a true story. (laughs) And so if we went for too long without eating, it is super hard to get satisfied, you know, in that moment or later on. So I always want to go back to reason one first. Did we eat enough? But if you do feel like you've eaten enough during the day and you didn't go for too long without eating, here are some other reasons why you might be searching for satisfaction. The first one is if you eat while you're distracted. Now, this is when we're eating whilst watching TV or working on our laptops or on our phone. And then we look down at our plate and it's empty and we're like, who ate my food? (laughs) Look, I'm a hypocrite with this one because it's something that I do so often. And when we don't take a moment to notice the sensory properties of the food, it can really detract from the satisfaction we get from it. But the good news is that for the most part, you don't have to sit in silence staring intently at your plate for the entire meal. I often find that just taking a deep breath and really enjoying the first few bites is often enough to get us across the line. The second reason is if you're missing something or if the meal is missing something that improves satisfaction. Usually if someone is struggling to feel satisfied, I'll actually get them to check the major food groups. Do we have a carb? Do we have a protein? Do we have a fat? And do we have flavor? The third reason is that perhaps the food that we're eating wasn't actually what we felt like. You know, sometimes we have all the food groups, but the meal just sucks or it wasn't what we felt like. And this one is so normal and it happens sometimes and yes it might mean that we might be back in the pantry after eating and in my opinion that is totally fine and then lastly is that food rules might be coming up while we're eating now this one is uh, connected with the restrictive mindset so reason two and like I said before it is very hard to feel satisfied when our mind is going off at us about how the food isn't healthy enough or we're eating too much or the portion is too big etc etc there's nothing quite like food rules to kill satisfaction in food so That's some kind of like the four key reasons why we might be searching for satisfaction if we are eating enough throughout the day. Reason five, so we're up to the last one. Reason five of why we might be feeling out of control around food is that there might be some other physiological reasons going on. There can be many physiological reasons why someone might feel out of control around food so it can be really worth exploring these with someone to see if they might be playing a role and this is often very individual but there are some common ones that I see so I'll go through three of the most common ones the first one is being on the blood sugar roller coaster now this one is you know, one of the reasons why going for too long with eating without eating is such a trigger for feeling out of control or binge eating. And usually eating enough, regularly enough, solves this for most people. It helps enough to stabilize our blood sugars so we're good to go and we feel less out of control. 
But for people that have underlying insulin resistance, such as in the case of PCOS or prediabetes or a close family history of diabetes, this can be even more intense. So often these people will speak of super intense carb or sugar cravings and they'll tend to get this afternoon slump like no other. It's like they're trying to pry their eyes open. If this is the case, getting support for balancing blood sugars can be very helpful and help us to minimize how often we feel out of control. The second uh, physiological reason that I see is related to the menstrual cycle. So people with periods will often notice an increase in cravings and feeling out of control around food in the lead up to their period. There are a number of reasons for this. One key one that is that it's likely that our metabolic rate increases in the luteal phase. As a result, we actually need more food and should feel more hungry. But if we don't eat more or honor the additional hunger, we can end up feeling out of control around food later in the day. And there are other reasons. So maybe I'll have to do a podcast episode on this one in future. Let me know if this is something you're interested in, you know, me doing an episode about why we feel so hungry or why we have more intense cravings in the lead up to our period. And then lastly, sometimes so the other physiological reason I'll see is sometimes that we eat in an attempt to distract from pain or other uncomfortable symptoms for example in the case of a migraine some people might eat to distract from a throbbing head for example but there's lots of things that can fit into that category phew okay that is a lot those are the five reasons why we might feel out of control around food I tried to create an acronym to remember them by, uh, but FRESP isn't overly catchy. So let me know if you come up with a fun way to remember them. But just to recap, the five reasons are food deprivation, restrictive mindset, emotional eating, searching for satisfaction, and physiological factors. Okay. Perfect. So that is a lot of information, but as always, I love the practical. So let's transition to talking about how we can get back in the driver's seat around food. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into this one in too much depth, but I'll definitely let you know where you can start. So the first step, and I think I say this with every episode when I'm talking about the practical things we can do, the first step is getting a sense of our own patterns, being a pattern detective and compassionate curiosity is key here. Not judgment, just noticing like a little scientist. What am I seeing that's happening over and over again? What is my pattern? So what I'll get you to do is to write down the reasons I mentioned why we might feel out of control around food and see if you can reflect on them during or after a time that you feel out of control around food or even the next day if you need space and time to feel more grounded. Now it will take time to build trust and get a feel for what your most common reason or reasons might be and remember it can be a combination of them. For example like you're tired dinner sucked, you missed afternoon tea because of a stupid meeting, <laughs> like that's hitting three of the reasons. The physiological is because you're tired, the missed afternoon tea is because food deprivation and 
dinner sucked that that hits the third the lack of satisfaction right so it can be a combination and this is a recipe for feeling out of control around food later on so get a sense of what your patterns are and that then leads me to a question which I commonly get which is when people ask well okay are you saying I should try and look at these reasons to stop myself from eating or feeling out of control around food in the moment and I usually say no absolutely not if you're feeling like eating even if it feels a little out of control please lean into it give yourself permission the reason why we get a sense of our patterns and understand what's triggering us to feel out of control is to actually help reduce the frequency and intensity of feeling out of control in the future and it can also help with the self-compassion and understanding in the moment when we do feel out of control but if in that moment when you have the urge to eat despite not feeling hungry and and you feel out of control you don't need to stop yourself just because you understand why it might be happening in the moment the urge won't magically disappear for instance if you understand that you didn't eat enough during the day that doesn't change the primitive drive to eat more later on sure if it's an emotional basis or you're lacking satisfaction it can be lovely to build the skills around pausing and asking yourself what you're feeling and what self-care you need or what food you actually feel like eating but you certainly don't need to stop yourself from doing it the understanding and the pattern detective work is to help to reduce the chance of it happening in future in the moment lean into it with unconditional permission is what I say all right that's a wrap hopefully you guys have a sense of uh, more understanding more knowledge around it and a sense of where you can start if this is something that you deal with I just love supporting people with this stuff and I have so much fun in sessions with clients and we tend to get on top of things pretty quickly which is nice but there's only one of me and there's millions of people who struggle with this hence why I'm thinking of creating an online course So let me know if this is something that you struggle with and whether it's something you'd be interested in. Come over on Instagram and say hello. As always, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. You're the best. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Good Enough Nutrition. If you have thoughts or questions from today's episode, hit me up over on my Instagram at Nutrition. If you have a moment to rate or review the podcast, that would be amazing. Or share that you're listening on your stories and tag me. I absolutely love to see it. As always, remember that guilt has no place near our food or bodies and you are good enough as you are always.